Chicago, Chicago, that toddling town, toddling town, Chicago, Chicago, I'll show you around. The corner was our magic, our music, our politics. Fires raised as tribal dances and war cries broke out of different quarters. Power to the people. Greetings, Chicago, and welcome back to another episode of the Chicago Sunnyside Podcast. I'm your host, co-host, Mehez Meniu. And I'm Jezerita Dubasa. Welcome. And we have a special show for you today. We just finished a our series that opened the podcast on education. And so we talked with Patrick Wooder, who... Sangbe Wooder, mm-hmm. elder Sangbe, who has been bringing cultural education to the community for what he said, thirty-five years. Thirty-six, yes. Something like that. Don't quote us. You can go and check the episode. And then we met with Principal Sunjata over at the Betty Shabazz Charter School, and then we met with Dr. Kim, Kim Dulaney, mm-hmm. the Vice President of Education at Dusabo Museum. Um, and that was a very enjoyable series, series. Yeah. even though I wasn't able to be there. I was watching from Burkina Faso as you guys got started and you guys carried the torch rather nicely. And then after that series that we opened on, we, uh, oh, and also, excuse me, I left off perhaps the most exciting one for the masses because he's actually reached more people than those first guests. M1 from Dead Press, mm-hmm. who brought education through hip hop to a lot of us growing up in the hip hop culture in America. Because as he said in that episode, he really got into hip hop just to to have a voice for the revolutionary organizations and movements that he was a part of. So that was really special. Enlightening. Enlightening. Yeah. So after that, we had an opportunity to start our 25-year celebration or celebrating 25 years of KEPTA or the Earth Center's mission in Chicago. And we had an opportunity to open that series a family member of the founder of Kepta, Master Naba, and but also even more importantly, he was a member of Master Naba's original organization, Kepra Foundation, that was started in Burkina Faso. And so that's really starting off another series that we're doing here on the show. But that series is going to go throughout the year because this is our 25th year being here. But it was a good place to start it because I was even back in the motherland where the organization really started and it was even with one of its members from the start. Now we actually are going to, I can't say fully transition out of that, but we will be doing a smooth transition into a new series on healing, on the topic of healing and health matters and 
the different health resources that Chicago has out here because we all know that we have many health problems in Chicago, in the community, in our families here. A lot of us are suffering from different health matters that really we need help with, just plain and simple, we need help with. And we're going to move into a series trying to identify organizations and leaders in the community that are bringing resolutions to those health problems, whether they're having to do with physical health, having to do with mental health, having to do with spiritual health, having to do with energetic health, even having to do with the health of the community. And we will talk more and more about that over the next few weeks, but I'm really excited to start this one off in the way that we will start this series off with the sister organization of Kepta, also founded by Master Naba Ancasta Natural Healing. Yeah, we cannot say enough about Ancasta. No. We are very excited to have two sisters representing the work. They've been in the organization for probably a collective of 20 plus years. And we are just very honored to have them taking up the the mantle to continue sharing this body of knowledge with the city of Chicago. It's one of those things that's like a a underground secret that Mm -hmm. many people know about us, but then there are so many more who do not. But Mm -hmm. once they discover what Ancasta is all about, they're like this gem that has been just hiding in the rough uh, that it's really been uh, just instrumental in getting people back into contact with a a natural way of dealing with their health. So many times we feel trapped to just go to the colonial model, the colonial system of addressing our health issues, whether they're physical, spiritual, energetic, or what have you. And as you stated, as a community as a whole, we only look at this modern system. But if we look back to the traditions and how they managed health and wellness, it's completely almost opposite of the way that we deal with it here in the West. So we're very fortunate to have uh, had this opportunity with Master Naba bringing this mission to the West and to have been able to be educated in this fashion. Almost definitely. It's not only a chance of a lifetime, but a chance of generations. Like not every lifetime might get that chance. Yes. So it's really something. But... I wanted to say that we often just go for what's available. Mm -hmm. And especially in big cities, we go for what's available. A lot of people living in Chicago, especially youth, some people living in Chicago, even elders, haven't been that far out of Chicago. Mm -hmm. So you go for what you know, you go for what's there, and you go for what your parents went for, Mm -hmm. instead of really being able to identify what's going to bring us better solutions, what's going to really help us get out of the problems that we've been in, which really makes me want to present our proverb for the episode, Mm -hmm. maybe a little early. Okay, cool. But I think it's very relevant to this episode since we'll be talking about Ancasta, since we'll be talking about healing, knowledge, services, mastery coming from traditional Africa. And that proverb is, the lies are close, the truth is far. The lies are close, but the truth is far. So seek the truth and avoid the lies. And 
I really think about that because growing up in the West, I didn't grow up in Chicago, though I've been here far too long, considering the winters. <laughs> I love Chicago, but I don't know who loves the winters. Growing up in the West, when you hear about Africa, you, when you see Africa on television, it's seeing people in hunger, people in desperation, yes. people that are sickly. Mm -hmm. To then come to find out that Africa is the home of the world's oldest, most advanced system of healing is like... How does that How's that fit? Together, How yeah. does that fit? I've been donating a dollar a day for a child to <laughs> give vaccinations. What are you talking about? That's why we say often it's the lie that's close. What we're being told, what we're being fed, what's very easy to get is often, there's often much, much more than is in that presentation. And we have to go looking for the truth. We have to go looking for what's really behind the words that we're being presented with. And sometimes the truth is not as far as tend to think it is, but we're just afraid of the truth. We don't want to hear the truth. Exactly. So we get mesmerized by what is convenient, what is easy, what is simple, what our parents did because they didn't know any different. Uh, but when we get introduced to something different, it brings so much anxiety and worry of the unknown. When But when you honestly think about it and look back into history, it's how people functioned thousands and thousands of years ago for generations upon generations. I can remember myself, uh, I was going through natural childbirth and my entire family thought I was crazy, like literally crazy, thought I needed to be checked into a mental institution or something because I wanted to do natural childbirth. Mm -hmm. And it was like, but what about this? And what about vaccinations? And what about this? And gave me all of these reasons why I shouldn't do it that way. Stick with what we know. Stick with what we've been doing. And it, it's people been having babies naturally for... It's people babies. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it was just a matter of re-educating mm -hmm. myself and then also trying to re-educate the people around me to not be so afraid of what is just natural and normal to do. Definitely a great point because oftentimes it's not that the truth is far by distance that we have to walk with our feet, but a lot of times that distance is just in the mind and the mental blockages that we have to approach something different than what we're familiar with. Yes. We are excited. The proof is in the pudding because mm -hmm. we're talking about Uncasa Natural Healing and it's available here in Chicago, right in your back door. After this episode, you'll have no excuse. No excuse. But what is really inviting us, motivating us to start this series on healing is because in the Kepta community, in the Earth Center communities, especially among those who are responsible for taking care of the centers or the temples that we have here, we've started the fast. And so you will be seeing us, we'll be talking to you, we'll continue to podcast through the fast, but you might be seeing us with a little more chapped in our lips and a little more gray in our complexion. Know that we're not eating and we're not drinking all day. Give us a little break, bear with us. But I actually bring that up all jokes aside because it's really a special time for us. Mo many cultures have different fasts. Many cultures have different spiritual or religious fasts. You have a 40-day fast in Lent that probably most of us know about. You have a 30-day fast in Islam, Ramadan. And 
Africa, again, as the cradle of civilization, is really home to the first spiritual fast. And so that is what we are, we have begun. It actually goes on for the temple workers for 49 days. But we will talk more and more about the fast in upcoming shows because we'll be doing it for 49 days. So we don't have to rush. (laughs) And it actually, the community joins the temple workers in fasting in the last 10 days of the fast. So we will come back around to the fast by then. Yes. How is your fast going? It's going beautifully. Have you been using the 49-day fasting journal? I have, but not regimented not every day well some days I miss for sure for sure that's just natural normal what have you but it has given me a lot more focus Mm -hmm. because before you could go through the fast and you can just 10 days have passed and you're just in it Mm -hmm. now when you're trying to like reflect and have meditation Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. focus your energies and your thoughts uh, even how you're going to move and navigate throughout the day based upon the, the fasting period, has been just very helpful. So yes. I'm very appreciative to Firefly Productions yeah, for putting Firefly. that together. They're, they're just doing, amazing. They're doing some they're good doing stuff over there. And um, Houston, are they the group that put this out? Yeah, Houston, we, we Houston helped with, with that. Led the charge, and Firefly really helped. But yes, for those of you who have done the fast, the comedic fast, the 10-day fast, we will be... Kepta will be putting out a 10-day journal for all of the public, all of those around the world who have been following the Earth Center and who do the annual fast that comes around every beginning of January. That will start on January 5th. So as I said, we will loop back around to that. But I think starting today, Mm -hmm. the 10-day journal is available on risingfirefly.org. Love it. Get yours today. We'll make sure that the link is in the description. You make sure to go get yours before the fast starts so that you can enjoy that focus that Jizarita is talking about because that's actually what I was going to say. The focus, the clarity that comes on the fast is well worth giving up food and drink Mm -hmm. for a number of hours. Absolutely. Absolutely. Aside from the fast, We want to really jump right in because this episode, there's a lot to say. There's a lot of information to share about Ancasta and our sisters will do it well. So I want to jump right in and get to start our series off with the heart of healing, the traditions of healing that are coming from the source of human culture, our motherland in Merita. did make the point to explain Merita in the last episode and then I've been saying Africa for the new viewers. Don't talk about me too bad. But coming from Merita. No further ado, here's the interview for Ancasta Natural Healing, uh, organization of healthy people building a healthy world. So we are here interviewing two representatives from Ancasta Natural Healing, but this interview is going to be a bit unique because Ancasta Natural Healing is our sister organization in the Earth Center. And therefore, all four of us have really worked in or beside Ancasta for a long time. So a lot of us have knowledge about Ancasta, but Jizaripta and I are the interviewers. And these are the interviewees. So we're going to really let them present the knowledge, present what Ancasta has to offer. But we really think that this is going to be an important 
episode for Chicago Landers because Ancosta does offer very unique products and services that Chicago desperately needs. And not just Chicago, but people all over the United States of America where healing knowledge is really becoming harder and harder to find in the cacophony of the marketplace and what's available now being presented as medicine, being presented as new age medicine, etc. To get started, I want to have our guests introduce themselves. I don't know if that's me, but first. Just go. jump right in. <laughs> hey everybody, Ujayi. I'm Zetanet Fair at ZPU2. I've been working with Ancosta, oh my gosh. That's why I didn't say a year. Oh my gosh, it's been such a long time. I don't even know how many years anymore. That's why I didn't even try. And then, you know, <laughs> especially if we're going to try to um, talk about yeah. memory herbs, they're going to be like, I don't believe you. <laughs> and it's not that it's a memory issue. It's just that initiation and, and the work with Ancosta, just, it just runs together. Those things are not... You can't separate those things. It's just been a long time and Ancosta restructured a few years back and we <clears> separated <throat> from the Earth Center and that's been three years now. And I work very closely with Jazra. Titles don't really matter, but yeah, I work very closely with my sister here in terms of managing certain aspects of the business. Great, thank you. And I want to come back to actually the split and the change in restructuring on Costa, but before we do that, I want to let Jazra introduce herself. Yeah, my name is Jazra Shamzuda. I it's also hard to say when I started working with Ancasta because I think informally I've been following and shadowing healers for quite a while, sitting in on health consultations, going back and forth to Merita or Africa for a while, just learning about herbs and taking care of people's lives, preserving life. But more recently, in a, for, a more formal capacity as business manager of Ancasta over the last three years, and also turning up the apprentice, working as an apprentice, just to really understand a little bit more about what it means from a traditional standpoint to take care of people's health, understand the systems within the body and how the diet affects it and all the different aspects of holistic healing. Yeah, it's really exciting work and uh, thank you for having me. Thanks for having me too. <laughs> it's our pleasure. It's our pleasure. Before we get into some of the details that have already come out in your experience with Ancosta until this point, can you summarize for our viewers really what Ancosta is, what it offers the public? Ancasta Natural Healing is really, it's a nonprofit organization, but at the foundation or the base of this organization is a network of healers that for generations, their legacy has been to preserve all the indigenous recipes and really the the healing knowledge and with that the founder Nabulamusa Morodenebik constructing that network and allowing it the knowledge to travel to the west so that people can really benefit from the work that the healers have preserved on the land and take care of people's lives return people in the modern culture back to what traditional healing really is, is so that there can be some kind of balance 
in the way that we're living or even having some understanding of what it means to live in balance with nature. So that network of healers, part of Ancasa's mission is really making sure that those healers can continue to do the work that they do with their families, making sure that we're preserving the environment so that they can continue to do that work so that we too here can benefit um, from what they have to offer. So we have that side of what we're doing to preserve the cultural aspect and the healers themselves promoting their work, but also <clears throat> all of the recipes that they've gathered and the herbs that they work with, we're able to harvest those or help the healers to harvest those so that they can be imported to the West and people can begin to heal themselves with those recipes in addition to the services that we offer as well, if you want to talk about that. <laughs> Through Ancasta, if you if people are interested, there are a number of things that we offer. She's already mentioning, mentioned the herbs. Ancasta offers remedies for just about any illness that you can find here in the West. And in addition to herbal remedies, Ancasta offers spiritual services. So for those who are interested in the aspect of healing of the immaterial aspect of our being, um, uh, Ancasta offers readings or divinations. Um, and again, we work with the healers back in uh, Medita, also known as Africa, um, whose families have been doing that type of healing work for many years, meaning divination work. Mm -hmm. um, um, which, is really, which is really important because we, so many people tend to talk about how a human being is more than just their body. But they don't really understand what that even means. Mm -hmm. But not only do they not understand it, but then we all rely, or the masses rely on a medical system and a science system that doesn't give that any credit. So then what's happening with the unseen side of that, of our being. But how is that really different than going to a psychic or doing some other things that might be approaching that? What is, what's really different that Ancasta's offered? The process of divination, it's a really, it's a, there's a science behind the process of divination. And it's not a science that everyone knows or everyone understands. And as I mentioned before, like that knowledge is something that is preserved in families. And it's not something that's readily available to people to like really understand, like being able to read energies and all of those things. It takes a, a certain level of knowledge that even with uh, the type of divination system that we're using is a science. It's very technical in nature. So there is that aspect. And I say that because it's distinct from somebody using their intuition or their feeling or even having a, a gift or a, a, gift, a, predisposition. a predisposition. Because it's not to say that people who are presenting themselves as readers or mediums in modern culture don't have a disposition to do so. They may, but people in tradition who have those predispositions go through a process of taking care of and setting the stage for that predisposition so that whatever they're channeling it's done in a orderly and a regimented and a principled way. When we say that there's 
people doing that work from tradition. It's a legacy of people that from mouth to ear, they've been training their family members or whoever they're initiating in that science or that technical practice for generation upon generation. You can't just go out and do it the way that you want to do it. You have to follow the process. And with that also, these readings, it's not just someone telling you maybe what they see, but there's a solution that comes behind it. And I think from what I see with a lot of the kind of modern practices of readings, people may tell you this is what's happening in your life, or this is why your relationship is going like this, or your job is like that, but then what? It stops there. What's the solution? And in these uh, divination practices that we're talking about, there's very technical recipes that diviner can give to you to solve the issue. And that's the whole purpose behind the reading that's itself. That's really the part that brings in the healing, because if not, it's just diagnosing. Okay, understood. And you guys were also mentioning something about preserving the environment in which the healers and their families and this tradition has been running generation to generation is happening. And can you say more about that? Yeah, even <clears throat> one of the projects that we've been working on in Ancasta is preserving the sacredness of the land or the sacred lands that are back home in the region, in the countries of Togo and Burkina Faso, because that land maybe from our perspective, we just see that there's trees and plants there, but all of those trees and plants and life on the land have a history and they have, a, they have an essence and they have a sacredness and something that they're contributing to life that is helping to preserve everything that's in that environment, but also can help and preserve life, our, our own lives, right? Uh, whether it's the barks or the roots or the leaves or whatever the the plant has there's many things that we can that can per, help us and if you don't have that understanding or that knowledge about the land or what's growing on the land you won't know how to preserve it or even have the understanding that there's something sacred there taking care of the healers and the people of them that have been working on that land for so many generations who understand and have relationships with the natural life there we they're the ones that we want to make sure are taking care of the land and then we also have to make sure we can keep the land itself because we all know with modernization that um outside forces are coming to take hold of places like this that have who knows what underground um, that everybody wants in order to continue to move modern technology and just modern lifestyle. And we have projects where we're trying to get the general public to help us to preserve the sacredness of the land so that it can continue to be taken care of by indigenous people and utilized in the way that the land has always been used for generation upon generation. In the land that we work on, I was just—I just came across a, an article or a video not too long ago about what the new president of of Burkina Faso mm -hmm. is doing, and he Burkina Faso is the second second largest exporter of gold. Mm -hmm. 
And so it's not very surprising that the West is really pushing to to gain access to the land there. And he's just, if you're going to be, if gold is going to continue to be exported from our land, what we're going to do is we're going to, we're going to, our land, we're going to process it here inside of Burkina Faso and export it. And so there's this, it only makes sense that there's such this huge desire for the land and then to not even take consideration, take into consideration what Jasra was mentioning is there's a huge disconnect between the modern human and the land because people don't even think that they are a part of nature mm-hmm. anymore. Mm-hmm. If you're saying you're a part of nature, mm-hmm. they'd be like, what does that even what does that even mean? It can't even conceptualize well, how, it. How could we conceptualize it here in Chicago? One thing that I noticed that really stuck out to me on my trips to uh, Merita and back is that to really see nature that hasn't been touched, hasn't been cultivated, hasn't been developed on for many generations, and then you have the ecosystem living there, you don't really see that in a city over here. You don't really see that. What we see is parks, and then we call that nature. We see the trees that are growing out of their little square in the concrete, and we might call that nature, but that the web that nature really, you know, that was a big part of that nature is already broken. It's just a tree that's set there and a park that's set to look a certain way by human beings. It wasn't set that way naturally. So it's hard to really perceive what that is, especially if you grew up in a city, you didn't really get to it. I would even push on that and say it's bigger than that. I, Growing up in the church, which many of us do have, it's like there's the separation between nature and the human being. God gives human beings dominion over the earth, which means like you're the superior power. So you're not Uh of it. You're not with it. You're like, it's, you're separated from it. So yeah, like we have that upbringing growing up in cities, but I think that even people who are growing up in the country Mm -hmm. are dealing with that same type of mental sickness. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because even it's making me think like a person who grew up principled and understanding the principles of nature can still come to a city like this and understand what nature is because they got the principle or they got the foundation. So they will, if they're staying next to Lake Michigan, they're going to acknowledge the lake as something that's feeding life on the land that we're at. And it has been doing that for a very long time. People here, you could be living next to Lake Michigan for decades and never think, let me honor this lake. That's an entity that's Mm -hmm. contributing to my life. Exactly. Or the land that my house is sitting upon, There's that it's actually on the earth. And let me acknowledge this land that's sustaining me and my family for however long I've been living in this house. And indigenous person who's had that understanding and upbringing and initiation will know that's a basic thing that you have to do when you arrive somewhere or wherever you are or wherever your family is. And so the city definitely doesn't help us, but I think it goes much farther back to the disconnection that we all have with just some basic principles. So why would someone even choose Ancasta Natural Healing? Because as we're talking about this disconnect that people have, why would they seek this out? What would, what would benefit the modern human from well, Ancasta? Well, Ancasta is just able to offer the modern human something that 
the modern industrial, like the medical industrial complex cannot offer the modern human. And that is an as that is the access to a holistic approach to healing the human being. And that's really mind, body, and spirit. We started talking about just the process of divination as one of the services that Oncoster offers or the reading. And so you have that immaterial aspect of the human being that plays a significant role on the physical aspect of the human being. So you can manifest a physical sickness and a doctor can do his best to try and heal you. But if that is a sickness that is coming from the immaterial, there's really nothing that a doctor can do because he himself or she herself, they don't have that level of knowledge or awareness. And so Ancasta offers the human being a more holistic approach um, to healing um, the body um, and the mind and the spirit. When you really think about that, to really think about the fact that in the developed countries of the world, like United States developed, where we have this technology, all of this money, and then you have over 80% of the population over 40 years old on a prescription medicine that they won't come off for the rest of their life. So it's clearly showing there's something that we're missing. There's some like origin that we don't get to touch with whatever pharmaceutical prescriptions we have because they're not really solving the issue. So that's a big point. And how would you compare and contrast that between a prescription medication versus an Ancosta herb, root, bark, etc.? One of the things with <clears throat> Ancosta and learning from healers is also that um, Herbs are something that are used preventatively, number one. If you go back to the land, and I'm sure this is true for indigenous cultures around the world, that even from a very young age, people start incorporating herbs into their diet and into their food itself. It's part of their food because you don't wait until the body has already developed a sickness to then think, let me find the remedy for this. But you do things, you know, exercising some level of foresight and clairvoyance to know if I eat certain way, then that means that will bring about a certain result. So let me make sure I cleanse my gut from time to time. Let me make sure that I address hemorrhoids before it even arrives or I address intestinal wounds before it becomes an issue because that's what the diet, depending, especially the modern diet, that's what it's going to bring. And so all the systems of the body, the healers and the people that preserve this knowledge, they just understand, let me make sure that this is on the fire every day or this is on the fire every week or once a month or whatever the case may be. And that's just, it's part of the lifestyle. And modern medicine has no concept of that because the whole complex is built to ensure that you do get sick, if I can say that, so that the pharmaceutical company can thrive Mm -hmm. and so that insurance companies can expand and make sure that they capitalize on that on us and so the idea is not to ensure that people they're preserving life or making sure that everybody's functioning at a very harmonious capacity in their health because that doesn't benefit benefit capitalism and at its root 
what Ancasta is offering is even that. If you give birth to a child, I can show you something that you can give your child fresh out of the womb, and even when they're mm -hmm. in the womb, to ensure that they're healthy already yeah. starts right. Yeah. And then that just continues to adjust and readjust as the human being grows and gets older and and those are things that are material and those are things that are addressing the immaterial they're addressing energies they're addressing spirituality and when uh, Zeta talks about holistic healing it's all of that from start to finish and so it's vast and it's something that modern medicine just doesn't touch and what about side effects what can someone expect as far as side effects because I know with modern medicine we hear all sorts of if I take this particular prescription it has a hundred different side effects and then the next thing you know you need another medication to take care of the side effects of the other medication and that seems to just snowball out of control what about how could you say that is preventable in Oncosta? In general Oncosta herbs from my experience over the last 15 years and, and seeing different clients come through and me myself using herbs there there really aren't side effects uh, to these herbs. If you're taking multiple herbs at a time, generally you're working on some kind of space time spacing out and taking the herbs. But also if somebody comes with modern medications, the healer is going to, and Nahez, you can probably speak to this better than me, but a healer is going to give consideration to what the person's current health situation is, maybe prioritize what the seriousness is in relationship to the medicines that they're taking. And we're not going to, we're not going to ignore the fact that there's medications in the picture. And so whatever herbs are given will give that consideration. And also how can we wean a person slowly off of a medication if they're going to be taking herbs instead. There's that kind of calculation that's done in a deliberate way, but I'll let you speak to that. You did great. <laughs> uh, the only thing that I would say to summarize that first question is what a person from a big city over here, a different paradigm, not knowing that they're even a part of nature, gains from Ancasta is just, it seems like just a much deeper, long-standing knowledge base. About Absolutely. what a human being is and what affects a human being and what angles then to approach solutions. Um, yeah, I just wanted to piggyback off of something Jazer was saying when she was addressing the adverse effects that Oncosta herbs have. And I've been using Oncosta herbs for a very long time as well. And I cannot ever recall a time where it has had an adverse effect on myself or anybody else that I've recommended herbs to. But what I have started becoming more aware of is when people come to us and they're dealing with pharmaceuticals, pharmaceutical medicines, and they're on them, sometimes it can have an effect on the effectiveness of the pharmaceutical, which has began to upset the medical industrial complex a lot, which who remembers when that, when Google released, you can't say herbs, you can't do this, you can't say that, mm -hmm. you can't do this. Otherwise, they're going to block you. They're going to knock your SEO mm -hmm. um, down. It's even, it's even stronger in uh, England or UK. Yeah, because the rebirth or the resurgence of this desire to, to really use herbs as a means to heal yourself, to have control over your own healing, over your own life in some ways, like the system can't, they can't get with that because it affects their bottom line, which is capitalism, which is money, making money off of the human being. 
and now they, they're getting a little bit more savvy. Oh, you can't take this herb or eat this particular food with these medications because if you do, it's gonna have it's gonna it's gonna have an effect on the medicine. And so we're seeing more and more of that, which it instills like this level of fear right. into us. Like, man, I can't I don't have any I don't have any control over my own health, over my own life. I'm afraid to take anything other than the pharmaceuticals because what is gonna happen? The doctor's telling me I'm gonna I'm gonna die if I don't stay on these medications. And, and not only that, Dennis, the devil I know is better than the one I don't. So mm-hmm. the one they're more familiar with is the medication that's they know is bringing them side effects, but because now that medication has these contraindications. I'm scared of the herb because now when they even see a herb, they're like, but what is it going to do? Is it okay? Mm-hmm. Like when the herb is food, you could have gorged on the herb and nothing would have happened. Mm-hmm. It's the poison you're taking that telling you don't eat this food and don't eat that food. That's really the problem. But that's the one they're familiar with. And that's the one they even have a dependency on. Which they won't tell you. Like they go and they steal the knowledge from indigenous people and take these recipes and take these remedies and bastardize them so much and mix them with all this other crap Mm -hmm. and then call it medicine. Mm -hmm. And it's the furthest thing from medicine because medicine is meant to heal the human being. Whereas pharmaceuticals is, they're really created to keep the human being dependent. And another thing she said, (laughs) she talked about, Joshua just mentioned, Ancosta at its core, it really has the ability to address or create this certain level of stability in the human being's health, in the human being's life, from the moment when the baby is inside the womb all the way until we take our last breath on this earth. And even after. And even after, we'll get to that, right? But, and that's very, that's like the complete opposite of the system that we find ourselves being birthed into. The system wants to control every aspect of your being while you're in your mother's womb. They force mothers to, to see the doctor very regularly. They instill this level of fear in the mother. They schedule the delivery. They do everything that they can, they can to control delivery process. And when your baby is born, they stick a number on your baby, a social security number, and begin making money off of that child right away. And whatever contraindi- whatever issues the mother has with her health, the doctors or the medical industrial complex can already project what type of issues that the child is gonna have and what type of money that they're going to be able to make off of that child or off of that being, off of that human being. On Costa, we don't take that approach to the human being. It's just very different than what we see here system but even that totality from before in the mother's womb to even all the way until the last breath and even beyond that also is bringing some differences with even other you know because a lot of us hear about herbs and natural remedies even in the west but that might be the first time we hear anything like that and that might be the first time, like you were saying before, we hear anything about spiritual solutions and the divination sciences. So really, again, it just makes me want to come back to this point about Ancosta just bringing a body of knowledge that's coming from some of the oldest traditions on the planet that's just superior to what you can get especially from the modern medical system, but also from the do-it-yourself 
herbal remedy books that we may all have at home. This is like the professional level that's even not only a professional level, but it's a professional level that's gone on for generations and been passed down. And that's really a very, not only unique, like we said, but a great opportunity, a great Y'all have. And I want to give a testimonial, even though I'm doing the interviewing too, because it's one thing to hear about natural remedies and healing per se, but it's something that you really have to think and take seriously because when you do get tied up in the modern medical system, you get these band-aids and mm-hmm. so then you get hooked on them and then you never get rid of the issue that you have. You're constantly taking more and more medications to try to deal with the original problem. So you can spend your entire life being medicated and not getting the results that you're looking for. And I can say like for myself, at least on every time I've taken Oncosta remedies for something that may have seemed like detrimental in the modern world, for example, menstrual cramps. Most women in society think you're supposed to have menstrual cramps with with your period. And I was given a feminine cleanse and not only did it take the menstrual cramps away to the point that I never even recognized like my cycle was about to start. And it was just completely unheard of. And when I would tell people that it's like, how do you get rid of menstrual cramps by taking one herb <laughs> and you're not even supposed to have menstrual cramps? It's That was just mind-blowing to me because I every woman that I know who hasn't taken these type of steps have dealt with menstrual cramps. And, and it's just really unbelievable, the natural approach to things that if you look at it from that holistic standpoint, Natural healing is supposed to rid you of your problem, not just put these band-aids on it so you just become a client for year after year. And that's happened to me on more than just menstrual cycles, but yeah. <laughs> you just wanted to break I wanted to break it Because it, it resonates with so many people, yeah. right? True, yeah. I, I can relate to it not because I have menstrual cramps, but I grew up, I grew up with mothers, mothers and aunties that and just were like, yeah, I'm ha-, you know. It's that time pain, of the month, yeah. And they were just like, this is what a, this is what a cycle, this is what a menstrual cycle is, this is what your period, you this is what happens. that's what it's you know? normal, yeah. But what's interesting is we're talking about traditional m- medicine and then we're talking about modern medicine but the reality is that what on costa is the origin of medicine mm-hmm. africa or merita is where all of what medicine is it started in that cradle and whatever has been working for human civilization for tens of thousands of years it comes from there that's where people knew to come to get an understanding of how to heal of how to deal with the human being on a material and immaterial level and now we have outsiders who wanted to compete with what always what was what is and what what will continue (laughs) to work yeah what is the only thing and all these things have already been thought through worked out philosophized about, created, whatever you want to say, it's already there. But now you have people trying to come with a different perspective just to show their muscles and their intelligence or lack thereof. And it's it, they don't have the solution. They're just continuously trying to figure it out just to come up with another way. So all of us who are in the modern medical system are just guinea pigs to that system that doesn't want to submit to where 
the origin and the one who has the answers mm -hmm. is. And until that happens, we're going to continue to see these cycles of experimentation and coming up with new pharmaceuticals, thinking, you know, people who are not really trying to solve issues when the, the solutions are already present. Mm -hmm. That's what's so sad. I mean, that point speaks beyond medicine, but that's what's so sad about watching all of these fundraisers and these ribbons people want to wear when it's like the solution is there if we didn't act so arrogant in the west we could just go get it you don't got to raise all this money so. even in the process of them trying to come up with a artificial solution they're creating more no problems problem. that tradition can't solve because those things didn't don't exist, they don't exist before exactly and they're turning human beings into something that isn't actually a human being anymore once you start to go in and give medications to a certain degree where so much disease has been created based on the pharmaceutical or you've extracted organs and parts of the human being now you're no longer dealing with the human being and an indigenous healer or a person who has that capability won't even be able to start because now what they're looking at is something other than the human being itself frankenstein frankenstein DNA. yeah and jazra mentioned this some time ago you have to be, you have to take the more preventative approach to, we have to take the more preventative approach to our lives as human. We don't want to wait until the sickness is already showing itself to then think that the herbs are going to be able to fix something that has been brewing for a very long time. And this system doesn't recognize menstrual cramps as a sickness. It doesn't recognize hemorrhoids. Hemorrhoids is like a joke. Oh, you got the itchy butt, you can't sit down, use some Preparation H. You know, pick a pillow, use some Preparation H. But that's a serious thing. They take that very serious in the traditions. And even if they see those types of sicknesses brewing with children, like they jump on that really quick because they know the downhill effect of hemorrhoids on the human being, on the blood, on the health of the whole body. So we have to be, we in, in our class, we really encourage the preventative approach to to taking care of the health. Don't wait. Mm -hmm. Be cleansing your stomach regularly. Cleanse your reproductive system regularly. Mm -hmm. A woman cannot believe that it is enough to have a period and to cleanse the reproductive system. No, you need to apply. The application of herbs needs to happen and regular cleansing needs to be happening, especially in a culture where promiscuity runs so rampant. Mm -hmm. That's, that makes me proud that we started this series on healing with Oncasta. And I would have Joshua stand up and turn around when we in a tight space. <laughs> because Oncasta's motto is healthy people build a healthy world. And that's really what we're talking about. And when you even think about that, Oncasta's mission is to really build healthy people to build a healthy world again. That's different than the mission of modern medicine, which is just to be in the business of medicine after they redefined what medicine was. Because one thing that was really, you know, I say this again, and you probably heard this from me if you see me in other interviews about healing. One thing that just floored me when Masanawa came and was here in Chicago doing healing, bringing herbs, and he was saying, you guys don't even know what medicine is. Because medicine, why would you be on a medicine for the rest of your life? That's not a medicine by definition. That's a drug. That's something to get you addicted to it. If you're in a medicine, you shouldn't be on it for two, more than two, four weeks. 
unless, like uh, Zeta was saying, you've had it for, right. you've had that illness for 20, 30 years, you're going to maybe be on it more than that, but you won't have to be on it for your life mm -hmm. because it's not an addiction. So healthy people build a healthy world. We're here with on Costa Natural Healing. I really appreciate the way the conversation is well, going. These are very good topics, and we're very appreciative of you all being candid about everything that you have been able to share. But one thing we want to get some perspective on for just even like the modern day person, how can they deal with some of the challenges that we face in the health, with our health as far as COVID and long COVID and all the quote unquote new things that we're now seeing on the scene that we didn't see once before? Yeah, when COVID hit, it was interesting the way that back in Meritar in Africa, you know, traditionalists or indigenous people, they knew where to reach in nature to have simple solutions to what was what people were seeing as a, a terminal illness um, that was hitting countries very hard. During that time, I lived in West Africa, and but being there, it, like COVID wasn't a thing. But the West projected that Africa would be wiped out mm -hmm. as a result of COVID because they didn't have the... It kept going like we, like they were just waiting. Yeah, they were waiting. They were waiting. Like, it didn't have the capacity. Their medical and their medical system isn't developed. They still drinking water out of wells and they don't know how to properly sanitize and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I remember that because I remember... Uh people that I knew talking to me like there was a ticking time bomb and I needed to get prepared and I, I waited for it and I, <laughs> I was looking around people work for what they eat that day like a lot of people are working for survival so they're not going to shut down they can't shut down that's not an option but I think any changes we did see at least in West Africa was just what was imposed by the colonizers outside so whatever France wanted to see see done in Africa, whether it was putting masks on when you enter certain places, getting tested for COVID, shutting down some schools, that was an imposition from the outside. That wasn't as a result of death or illness that was within the, the territories, at least where I was in Africa itself. So why do you think that's the case? Money. No, not the imposition. Oh. Why? Like we know we know what the colonizers want. <laughs> Why didn't we see any sort of devastation? Why was there not a larger impact on indigenous cultures and people? One thing may speak to what we're already talking about in that sicknesses like these kind of sicknesses are not gonna reach people maybe that have been eating and taking care of themselves in a certain way from the start of their life that I referenced before. If you've been building up your immune system with very strong herbs since you were a baby, the body's just ready to fight some basic viruses. You're not gonna die from things that could be seen as every year sicknesses. There are viruses that come through and bacteria that come through all the time. So if you're used to always being vaccinated and always taking antibiotics and always being in sterile environments, your body's not going to be able to fight very simplistic bacteria, mm -hmm. right? But even in the West, they were saying if you're between infants and young adults, they're not as susceptible to COVID 
as people who were much older. And I think that really speaks to your point because the immune system is like really strong in, in, the, in our youth, right? And we can fight just about anything, but as we get older and we continue introducing the body to crap, alcohol, drugs, stress, all these other things, the environmental toxins that we're constantly being exposed to, it definitely weakens the human being a whole lot. And even this system recognizes that there is this, that there's this stronger level of immunity when you're younger. And as you age, you have to keep taking care of your body, which is what is very understood in indigenous communities. And, and it speaks to that point you were saying earlier, it's just that the modern medical, you call, keep calling it a... It's an industrial, industrial complex. Um, complex, yeah. It's just that to where if you give yourself more time with them, then they will slowly start to break your health down so you need them more. That's just what good business would be. I need to make you a better customer. I don't need to make you more healthy. So you definitely see that. Because one thing I found interesting was that even in those places like Burkina Faso, where any numbers were happening of people getting sick and people dying, was yes, at yes. the level of the government. Mm -hmm. The level of the government where the government officials travel to mm -hmm. Europe and travel to U.S. and now they live more in a setting like the West rather than living in nature that's really who it was affecting at least at first it's really true what you're saying go ahead Joseph. but yeah just to speak to what we have available even around that time we were letting people know that there's like a blood cleansing is something that in indigenous medicine is i never heard of it in modern medicine where cleansing the blood the blood could get dirty <laughs> <laughs> right the thing that's circulating all throughout your system all the waste that collects in there i never knew it was a thing but that's like a very basic aspect of preventative healing and so we have different grade blood cleansers and one of them works really well with just dealing with viruses mm -hmm. it's a strong cleanser and so that accompanied with another herb that we have that we you can see on our website uh anhlife.org is <laughs> um, revive and that those two coupled together revive and which was the other one alomay okay. is the blood cleanser and that will also do a full flush on the system and also do really good with building the immune system as well. So those two coupled together was like something that you could use. But we also, the thing is, like we're talking about a person who's been hit with COVID and then in such a way where they're having a hard time getting rid of it, that will mean in most cases that there's some underlying health issues. And as Zeta was saying, we have health consultations. And so if that's something that someone is dealing with, that we can sit down and really assess the system fully and say, okay, these are some of the other things that if you take care of these things like COVID shouldn't be. I think I, I had a coaching uh, session with somebody recently who had, who was dealing with COVID and it was simple to for that individual to just go through a round of the things I'm just talking about and for it to um, come out. But then it's it's an elder that's dealing with many other things because of buildup from long their life. Because there's no blood cleansing, there's no kidney cleansing, all the organs that are supposed to be eliminating waste never had a chance to be cleansed. So once you cleanse the blood and you cleanse the liver and the kidneys and things like that, and then things can start to breathe again, then something like COVID is not that difficult to get rid of. Because COVID has a profound effect on the lungs mm -hmm. and the heart and dirty blood will definitely... And I mean, we're not... Those. 
we're not claiming we have all the solutions or that you shouldn't go and see your doctor or anything like that. <laughs> we're not saying that. We are not doctors. We are but, not doctors. Um, but these are recipes that have worked, as we said, for people for thousands and thousands of years. They're not fresh on the rack. They weren't experimented with six months or a year ago. They are things that have systematically worked for people over and over again. And in that vein, we just make recommendations. Yeah, thank you. This has been great. I think before this series on healing is finished, we're going to have you back on because there's just too much on Costa covers. There's too much on Costa does. We didn't even really get to talk deeply about what you're doing in Merita to even strengthen and fortify the cultures there that have preserved this knowledge. And then even what you do on this side is very vast and there's the spiritual side of healing and there's the physical side of healing and there's mental healing, mental health healing and all of that. But the Chicago Sunnyside podcast is really about trying to give practical solutions and resources to our listeners. And Ancasta is a very practical resource. But for those listening and those at home, is there any last words or thoughts you would give just as advice to somebody really trying to gain control back of their health in a big city like Chicago? First, come see us. You well, can that's find the easy one. That's <laughs> the easy one. We do have a set, Costa does have herbs uh, located at the Earth Center on the south side of Chicago, 3829 South Lake Park. Ring the doorbell. There's usually someone here to help you. Usually this beautiful lady right here. <laughs> <laughs> but what I really want to, what another thing I want to leave the listeners with is there's something that Jasra said that really struck me. It's like the people in Medita, the healers, and just regular people, they have a vested interest in the preservation of human life and the preservation of the human being. And it is not rooted in capitalism, it is not rooted in. Uh, the desire to make money that is not rooted in the desire to compete with, to make yourself superior or your system superior to to the original system of this earth. And Ancasta really stands on that firmly. Everyone who works with us, everyone of in the West, and that's in uh, America, that's in Canada, that's in Europe, and then those that we work back work with in in Africa has a vested interest in the preservation of the human being. We are all interested in supporting people and preserving their life. And of course, we have to import herbs. Of course, we have to make sure those who help us or who serve alongside with us or provide the services and the resources, they are able to provide for themselves and their families. So we have to charge for it. But there is truly a vested interest in the preservation of human beings. There's a vested interest in the preservation of this earth and there's nothing that we do and there's nothing that we say that goes against mm -hmm. that as the principle in which we work from. That's why I was saying we got to have you back on because we didn't even get to talk about some of the conservation projects and the, the children Ancasta is putting through school and the children that Ancasta is given the training and the education to be priests, to be healers as it's running in their line and all of that because if people are wondering where their money goes, Costa is really 
out here doing the work. But we'll have you back on for that and even have you back on to talk a little bit more about the education piece because for those of you who are sitting in at home in Chicago, sitting in your car thinking that you feel a calling to be a healer, Oncosta can help you with, with the learning process and how to get started on that journey as well. But Jaja, I want to come to you. Any last words, thoughts you have for our listeners? We've said a lot, and even if you go to our website, there's a lot on there. It would be understandable to, if this isn't something that you have been dabbling in with natural healing or this type of natural healing, maybe to feel overwhelmed. But we mentioned it's a way of life, and it and that starts just with small steps. And so there's so much knowledge and things that we offer through products and services that you can start to implement step by step small things whether it's like the brain cleanser or the blood cleanser or getting a divination or reading just to start to crack open the can to see what all needs to be addressed because the human being has is so dynamic and multifaceted and because we're in a place that only really addresses the physical aspect of the human being or maybe the mental, a little bit of the mental, there's a lot that... <laughs> Justice Smith and the mental. <laughs> not, well, not well enough. <laughs> there's a lot that's untouched or left, left unaddressed. And, and as a result, we may think, oh, there's something wrong with me or there's an instability or just a lack there. But there are ways to get that stability and to close those holes that may seem like there there's an emptiness and it comes with this sort of multifaceted approach to addressing the human being so as addressed as Zeta said come come see us or check out our website and we look forward to chatting again yes thank you all for coming on you have any <laughs> last words for our interviewees no last words i'm just very appreciative for these women to come and share and as Hatanee has stated, there are so many more aspects that we can go to, especially when it comes to women's health, postpartum care, reproductive issues. So there's just a vast amount of, of knowledge and wealth that we can definitely have you back on to, to help us go there. Yeah, and we're looking forward to it. And those who want to learn about healing, yeah, you can come to Costa, but you also got to come to the Earth Center <laughs> um, because the first step that all of us had to take in order to have the, the privilege and the honor of learning more about health, learning more about healing, and taking those trips to Medita and immersing ourselves in the culture, our master provided us that opportunity. And that is through the Earth Center. So we can't, that can't be missed. That's a perfect place to end. Uh, thanks once again for coming on. Healthy people build a healthy world. We got to listen to two beautiful, healthy sisters tonight. Thank you. Well, that was amazing. <laughs> it was. That was a wonderful interview. I'm so grateful to have had Costa Natural Healing and the two ladies uh, representing it so well uh, with us, Jazra and Zetan Affair. Yes, thank you to them. And as, as we said, we will have to have them back on because there's just so much to talk about. Um, you know, we brought out the flyers when we didn't have so many people here um, at the table. Um, but as we have up here, we have a booklet, some promotional material about the conservation 
arm of what Ancasta is doing. So there was really a lot more that could have been talked about. But it was already like we talked about so much. Once once I kind of felt we going past an hour, it's like we can't we can't just keep talking. We can always have another episode, especially since it's our sister organization. So it was it was a good first step in this um, health series, and I hope you, the viewers, the listeners, uh, got something out of it. And I really hope that you take the advice of those sisters in really being more proactive to be preventative about your health. Because in America and even working inside Ancosta for a long time, that's the frustrating thing about working in Ancosta because when you're in an organization that's seen as alternative health, mm -hmm. everybody's coming to you as their last resort. resort. As their last resort when really the doctors gave up on them, their family even gave up hope. Mm -hmm. That's why their family's not fighting them coming to you. So, you know, and then while the founder was here, I got to see some amazing stuff like that because mm -hmm. people were coming. The doctor said, you'll be, you'll be gone in a week. Mm -hmm. And then we, you know, we're able to, assist we're able to keep them, keep them alive. Um, and even bring them back to good health, bring them back into balance, but that's just trying. And you know, it's not everybody that you can that you can do that with because they're literally at death's door, you know. And death comes for all of us, so there's only so many that you can snatch back mm -hmm. from from death's door. So really take that part as a person with experience, take that part seriously because if a lot of the people we saw would have just came to us a month earlier, would have just came to us when it was first starting. They would have their health back to normal. Mm -hmm. But it was like, you know, when you come to us after two surgeries and you came to us after you've been on chemo three times, you came to us, you know, after you've already broken down the body and the body's resilience, then you put us in a very difficult position. So please take that very serious being proactive in your in your health, starting to make the changes to your lifestyle, to your diet, and starting to incorporate healing herbs from traditional indigenous backgrounds where it's been proven to work. You know, it's, it, it's not like you're guessing. It's not like uh, maybe this will work. It's not even like you need to have it proven to you because it's just what has always worked for these these communities, generation after generation after generation. That's why they preserve the recipes. And with Ancasta, what I also noticed, because, you know, I came up in America. I came up studying herbal books and things like that, and I know this herb is good for that. But when you meet a culture that has recipes where it's like different herbs coming together, quantities of the herbs matter even the season that the herbs are being harvested matter and you see the level of knowledge that's kept and therefore now the 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 professionalism that's brought to it is something much different than just just the sheer power of nature but it's now the power of nature with the power of tradition mm -hmm. coming together to really you know do phenomenal work so 
please uh, jump on that. Be proactive and get ahead of the ball when it comes to your health because health is wealth. Yeah, and every individual is unique and different. And so that's something that's so beautiful to see, like the healers at work, because when you go to modern medicine, they treat everyone the same. Mm. If you have diabetes, if you have cancer, if you have high blood pressure, you get prescribed the same thing, treated the same way physically because they're only dealing with the physical aspects of the human mm -hmm. being where there's so much more dynamism. You have the spiritual aspects, you have the energetic aspect that you were talking about. You have to take all of those variables into account. And so Definitely. the healer is going to approach each case, each person, individually and give them recipes that have been time tested mm -hmm. and you don't have to do the guessing it's because it's been proven mm -hmm. when you look at modern medicine it's a practice they're practicing medicine trying to get somewhere that they already if they were just humble enough and ask the indigenous people who have been doing it but that's why we see they go to their village they go to their mm -hmm. uh towns and and they study what the indigenous people do they make a chemical copy and then it's like okay well now take this with food because they're trying to trick you into saying like digest this mm -hmm. poison and 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 give it a try give yeah. it a try yeah i don't know if a lot of people know that like you know a lot of um supplements a lot of medications they tell you to take with food because the pure natural substance that is the pharmaceutical or that is the supplement the body can't detect or digest but when you take it with food at least there's some natural substances in the food and then if the vitamins and the nutrients that the food has matches at least the, the copy it, you know that the pharmaceutical is bringing then you're tricking the body into receiving what's in that pharmaceutical or that supplement so you know there's just too many examples of how working against nature doesn't work mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. how trying to fight or resist nature there's just no future in it Absolutely. so please um you know we we're happy if if you all made it to the end of this episode with us make sure um this episode changes the way you're looking at your health and the way you're approaching uh resolving the issues that come up with your health um, because there's a lot of knowledge out there thanking those spirits across the planet across the indigenous cultures that have fought that have worked hard and sacrificed to preserve uh, traditional healing recipes and services and we are lucky enough to be connected to Ancasta Natural Healing that represents a wide network across Africa that has done that. And so make sure that you, you benefit from that, benefit from their, their energies and their work. Well, we appreciate the efforts that you have been doing for all of these decades as well to assist Ancasta and the Earth Center uh, continue to build this force. So. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. And, you know, I was doing it with an example, with a master, with somebody that I was following as an, uh, I was an apprentice to that person. Um, so we want to close really this episode by celebrating him again. Uh, it's 25 years now since he brought this work, these opportunities to Chicago. Um, so any thanks that I have, I'll just use it to celebrate. Yes. And thank you all for coming. See you next time. Uh, make sure to leave a question, a request, 
if you have any organization, any leaders out there that you know are doing great stuff in the field of healing that we can talk to, that we can bring them on to promote, to make sure that more people around the city know what they're doing and can come and uh, get help, let us know. We'll put the link in there. We'll make sure the links are in there for Oncosta's products and services. And we will see you next time. On the sunny side. <laughs> Life can be so sweet. On the sunny side of the street